Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made as a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that achieving success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we're taking time to recognize those who have helped us to excel. Today, I am excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us. My guest plays piano, and check this out, was a music therapist prior to joining the family business. In her downtime, she enjoys taking the dogs to a state park, and she is most proud of very recently being presented with the Women Woman of the Year Award at the Service World Expo. It is my pleasure to welcome Renee to the show today. Hello, Renee. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, First of all, before I have you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, I just have to hear about the Woman of the Year Award. What's that all about? Oh, my goodness. I tell you what. So um, every year there is a woman who is recognized for paving the way in the industry and um, leading others and, and innovation and, and attitude and, and things that's done um, in our industry, which is heating and air conditioning. And um I was actually, I was completely surprised. I didn't know that, I actually didn't even know the award was being presented at, the, at this time at the conference. And um, the I was I was recognized and, and awarded that award for 2023. Well, congratulations. That is Thank so you. cool. And offline, I, I had asked Renee if there was a, you know, did you, do you know that you're on the, you know, the pre-qualifying list? And like she just said, there, she didn't even know it was being awarded. So what yeah. an incredible surprise. That is so awesome. Yeah, it was really, um, oh my gosh, it was really humbling. I shared there because I, I then had to speak, um, which I wasn't prepared for at all. But I shared, <laughs> uh, you know, back in 2017, when we started attending some conferences and started doing some networking with other contractors, you know, some of these awards for contractor of the year and woman of the year and everything that would go on, I thought to myself, wow, that would be really cool one day. And uh, one day came last week and it was, yeah. it was, oh, it was very cool. Again, but, congratulations. That is so awesome. Thank okay. you. Let's, uh, let's jump in and have you tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself. So um, introduce yourself, tell us um, where you were born, where you live, about your family, yeah. your hobbies. Yes, yes. Well, as Tim said, my name is Renee Lucas. Um, I am a Hoosier. I was actually, well, let me back up. I was actually born in Ohio, but um, I have been a Hoosier since I was about two years old, and so I don't know any difference. Um, actually grew up in southern Indiana in Seymour and um, went to you know high school and everything there. And then when I graduated, um, moved up to Fort Wayne and went to IPFW for my music therapy degree that you mentioned before. Um, and then after that, moved down to Indianapolis, and we have actually been in Indianapolis since 2002. So this is definitely where we call home. Um, we love the city and uh, have a, a lot of great um, family and friends and, and network here. So um, started out as a music therapist. I actually worked, um, some of you will remember Wishard Hospital. It's now Eskenazi. But uh, when it was Wishard, I was a Wishard employee um, working on an Alzheimer's unit, um, doing music therapy with some of the residents there. And um, it was very, it was wonderful. It was very fulfilling. Um, I worked under the Medicaid waiver for a little bit with children with disabilities and worked in school systems. And then um, in that time, Travis and I actually started LCS Heating and Cooling, our, our heating and cooling business. And I did um, a little bit with that part-time on my lunch hour in the evening sort of thing. And then um, a few years, about 2007 or so, 
um, decided to come on full time with our business. And so, and then that's, that's been me since then. So fantastic. Well, yeah. um, tell us about your family. I know you've got a couple of fur babies, right? Yes, we do. So Travis and I have been married for 23 years. Oh, congratulations. And, um, yes. Thank you. Oh, wait a second. 22 years. <laughs> I messed that up. <laughs> We've been married for 22 years. Um, and we do, we have a couple for babies, Timmy and Sophie, they're little Chihuahua Jack Russell mixes and, um, they go everywhere with us. We were actually counting and they have visited. I think the last time we counted, it was 17 States with us. And so <laughs> really cool. We take them with us as much as we can. Yeah. Um, we actually, they were rescued when they were a year and a half old and, um, they, they have the life now. Okay. <laughs> Renee, is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Oh man. I tell you what, I think <laughs> it's a funny story that they actually know it was through my work, but we had, so imagine a four story building and, um, it's, you know, a couple of the stories. One, I mentioned it's people with Alzheimer's disease. Um, that lived there. And a couple of the other floors were just long-term care facilities. Um, and the fourth floor was an acute rehab. Well, we brought llamas in one day. And so I, I guided with the owner and trainer, one of the llamas, um, went on an elevator with the llama, um, <laughs> llama poops everywhere and like little pellets went everywhere. <laughs> so we had to clean that up. And so it's one of those stories that we still tell that's like, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I can't even make this up, right. <laughs> uh, but it happened. And we took llamas throughout the entire building. And it was just, <laughs> it was wow. so much fun. Everybody had a great time, but whew, it was a lot of work. I was sweating, sweating <laughs> uh, by the time we got done. So that's my like, hard to believe that this actually happened story. Now, is, is that something that you were able to repeat or did that get to well, one and done? That was a one and done. It was definitely a one and done. It's something we didn't realize because the floors were like a linoleum and the llamas cannot easily walk on floors like that. So we had to move these massive rugs and keep putting like one in front of the other. So then the llamas would go from rug to rug. That's why we were sweating so badly is because the rugs were heavy and we're trying to move that. I mean, and I mean, mind you, I'm like, what, 22 years old at this time. And so it was, um, <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. I will say that. <laughs> Oh, let's talk a little bit about the business. How did it, yes. how did it come about? And at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Yeah. So, you know, I think like so many small business owners, um, we just, we didn't know what we were doing. We were young and dumb and that's what made us decide to start a business. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my husband, Travis, he, um, HVAC is his trade. That's what he went to Ivy Tech for. Um, he got out of school and didn't know really what he wanted to do. He started in landscaping. Um, delivered furniture a little bit. Um, he actually got a job in a factory and lasted for three days. Um, he is just somebody who needs the outdoors and um, he just, he couldn't do it. So, um, you know, when he was working in the industry, um, actually when we were in Fort Wayne, so he had about six years under his belt um, when we had decided to think about starting our own business. And um, we are very, we always have been very hard workers. Um, we're very driven naturally. And so that's really what got us through those early years, because truthfully, neither one of us had any sort of business, formal business training, no business background. Um, you know, he went to a two-year college. I went to a four-year college, but neither one of us had any sort of accounting business classes or anything. So um, we, for 10 years, actually 11 years, we ran our business um, through grit, long hours, a lot of tears, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just 
providing really good service. And we we grew that way and we had we attracted people to work with us in our business that way, but we really weren't running a successful business. Mm. Um, and we didn't realize it for a long time. It took us to get to a point where we were just, we were, we were miserable, to be honest with you, that we, we kind of pulled back and took a hard look and said, what are we doing? We're literally driving ourselves into the ground and we have nothing to show for it. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it starts with that, you know, probably I, I think I can do it better, or I think I can provide better service or, yeah. You know, I want to be my own boss sort of thing. And I think you have this vision of like, oh, I'm going to set my own hours. I'm going to do this. What they don't tell you <laughs> is that like the number of hours we worked like doubled. <laughs> yeah. What we were doing. Yeah. Um, and You're going to set your own hours. It's called 24-7, right? <laughs> it absolutely is. You live and breathe that business. And so, um, you know, I think the thing that we didn't know at that time, too, is, you know, even with your friends and your family and things like that, you go out to dinner and when you're starting a business and you're in a service business like ours, you know, somebody calls at seven o'clock at night because their furnace isn't working. We're taking that call. So we're excusing ourselves from dinner. And, you know, some people understand that and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it can really create a hardship with um, relationships on your in your personal life and everything as well as you're kind of working through those early years. So there's definitely a, a mindset shift from being an employee to being a business owner that can take yeah. multiple years to to work through, right? Yeah, it really can. And I'll tell you, um, you know, like so many small business owners, we started out of our home. Mm -hmm. And something that I didn't recognize at that time, but it was a really hard for me to separate work and home. I would find myself, like I would walk by the spare bedroom that, that we turned into an office and I would go in and I'd sit down at the computer and then I'd lose two hours because I'd be in there on a Saturday, you know? And, yeah. and it's one of those, like, that was really hard for us to um, balance work and and a personal life outside of that like it's always on your mind it it kind of becomes part of your marriage when you're working with your spouse and sure. you, know, you have to be really um diligent and aware to make sure that that doesn't become all of your relationships so tell us a little bit more about the company what's the name what do you guys do how do you help people yeah so lcs heating and cooling i'm here in indianapolis indiana people ask us all the time what is lcs how did you get lcs well, our last name is Lucas. And so we basically plucked the vowels out, shortened it together, built kind of our little logo around it. And we, <laughs> oh, we awesome. created our um, our tagline is Lasting Comfort Solutions. So LCS, Lasting Comfort Solutions. Um, you know, our goal, we provide heating and cooling um, services for people's homes. So, you know, preventative maintenance, repair, installation. We, of course, do all of those things and we do those things very well, but we're really looking at lasting comfort, you know, and so everybody deserves to be comfortable in their home. So what does that mean as far as hot and cold spots in your home, humidity issues that you might have, quality of air in your home? And so there's a lot of different facets. Um, even when you're talking about attic insulation, we want to keep the heat and the, the, the air conditioning that's being produced in your home and not going out your roof. Uh -huh. So, you know, there's all sorts of things to the whole home that we look at to really provide those solutions for homeowners. Wonderful. Well, for everyone listening, make sure to check out LCS. You'll see the link um, in the description in the comments below. Go visit them on LinkedIn. Tell them that uh, you watched their interview and that uh, that you enjoyed the llama story. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Renee, share a story of where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it. And even though maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that that person had on you. I, 
the very first person that I ever consider um, a mentor to myself is actually a competitor of ours um, here in Indianapolis. And so, you know, mind you, when when we started our business, um, Travis was 29 and I was 25. And so at about 26 years old or so, I started going to networking groups and I went to one of our local chapters of, of an HVAC alliance. And so there's a lot of comp competing companies in there, right? And there's there's a lot of really good HVAC companies here in Indianapolis. And at that time, I was a little, I was intimidated by it. Um, you know, we were, we were newer. Um, we weren't well known. We weren't established like these other companies. And so I walked in by myself to this class and um, her name is Candy and she was an owner of Action Air. Um, they're located in Fishers and they have retired. That's why I say was, um, <laughs> but she waved me over and she said, Hey, you're new. Come on over. And so I sat down with her and you know, she made me feel so comfortable. And she had told me, she was like, oh, her and her husband had started their business 20 years prior, literally just the same way Travis and I had. Wow. So we really connected and she invited me to their shop and we go to the shop and I got a tour of their shop. And she talked to me about, you know, hey, here's, you know, if you want to do a little bit of marketing, here's who we use for this. Here's who we use for oh, this. Wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, that really opened my mind and changed my mindset about working together with who you might consider like your competitor, right? They're not the enemy. They're not the enemy at all. And um, how you guys, how we can build and and have relationships and bounce ideas off of each other. And from that very first meeting and that that tour that I took when she invited me to her shop, we met for breakfast or lunch or something, usually about once a quarter and just kind of talked. And sometimes, you know, there's hardships as a business owner, for oh, sure. And sometimes yeah. you feel like you're on a lone island dealing with this stuff by yourself. And to have somebody that I could trust and I could go to and that she trusted me, um, it meant the world to me. And it really inspired us to stay focused and to continue on through those hard times to see like, hey, they did it and they started the same way we did. We yes. can do it too. Yes. I love her spirit of abundance and paying oh. it forward. We, we like to call that co-opetition instead of competition. <laughs> I like that. You know, she said to me, she was like, there's enough work for everybody. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's really, and you think of, you know, even think of a market like ours, Indianapolis is huge, right? All of this, I mean, there's, there truly is, there's enough work for everybody. And so there's no reason to be, and we take that same approach now. I mean, there's several owners of several different companies that we know and and we're we're friendly with and you know all of the things and it's it's good it's good to have those relationships absolutely I, I love what you said about there's enough for everybody I mean right that's that true abundance mentality of when we get stuck in our own way and have that scarcity idea that's when the business starts slowing down because we get worried that there's not enough but you're right there's there are thousands and thousands of opportunities out there that haven't even yeah. been tapped yet right that's so true yes so Renee, what's the um, biggest learning that um, you've had as a business owner over the years? Oh, oh my gosh. There's so many, <laughs> there are so many things that we've learned. You know, I think um, one of the biggest things for me is really when I really developed an understanding of business training and leadership training and what that means, not only for ourselves personally, but what it really means for our entire team. And so you know, I mentioned back in 20, it was really 2015, 2016, um, Travis and I, we were not in a good place. Um, not, not from a marriage standpoint, but from a business standpoint. Mm. Um, at that time, we, you know, 
on the outside, it looked like it was great, right? But on the end, like we were working so many hours. Mm. Um, we had a team. I, 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 I can't even use the word team. We had a group of people working <laughs> with us that, um, you know, some days their quality was there. Some days they just didn't care. Um, there was a lot of gossip. There was a lot of, we had a couple of people who, who really challenged me. I think they had a hard time, you know, we're in a, mm. what is generally considered a male dominated right. industry and to have a woman that, um, was very involved in some of the day to day, there were some people that had an issue with that. Sure. And so we really, um, we really had some challenges and we were getting to kind of our rock bottom wits end in that time period. And so Travis and I made the decision, like we had a heart to heart one day and said, we're either going to make a change or we're done. Like mm -hmm. we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Um, we decided to make a change. And <laughs> the first step in that was some true business training and, and some leadership training, really how to, how to be a leader in your business, how to be a manager, how to get people on board with wanting to give it their best shot every single day. Um, how to build a company culture where people want to be there every day. They don't dread going to work every day. Yes. Um, you know, and the one thing that we were looking at too is like how to be a profitable company. Um, you know, people, a lot of times they think that profit is a bad thing. Um, but do you want companies that you work with? You want them to be profitable because you want them to be here 10 years from now, you know? Right. And, um, you know, at that time we didn't have any cash flow issues, but we were operating at a zero to 2% net profit. Mm. Um, in our industry, the average net profit is two to 4%. And a lot of people, um, my husband was just talking to somebody and they guessed our net profit is, and not just us, but in the HVAC industry to be 45%. I literally like, I, I, wow. <laughs> I, well, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Right. right. <laughs> um, but even, you know, shooting for that 10% or 15%. And when you look at that, like, you know, in our industry, for example, like we don't want a technician showing up at somebody's house in you know, an old beat up oil leaking van that gets oil all over their driveway, right? Well, a new van right now is $75,000. And so, you know, you've got to have some profit there to have, yes. you know, that quality that you want to provide people, right? And at that time we didn't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the business training helped us understand business. And then the leadership training helped us understand people. And so that's the, that's probably one of the biggest lessons I learned is that that has to come first. Yeah. I, I love that because one of the things that you guys aren't alone, right? Most small business owners don't have a, you know, how to be a business owner training, right? The mm -hmm. school system yeah. teaches us how to be employees. Right. right? And then exactly. we become an owner and it's like, oh my goodness, there's thousands of things that we don't know how to do. So one of the, the phrases that we use is that, business owners need to be re-educated. So it sounds like you guys went through a re-education, which is fantastic. We did. I'll tell you what's crazy too. So we, there's a, a kind of a best practices group that we joined in February of 2017. And they had a, a business boot camp, and mm -hmm. it was in, we had missed, we missed the first one, which it was probably, I don't know, March or April after that, we missed that one. The next one was in July. Well, in heating and cooling, like we don't go anywhere in June and July because it's crazy busy, right? And I told Travis, I said, we need to go to this business boot camp. And he was like, I can't. Like, mm -hmm. we can't. I can't leave in July. And he was right. I went by myself. Mm -hmm. And so it was down in Texas. I was like, I'm not sure how we're going to pay to get me down there and to stay in a hotel for three nights, but we'll figure it out, sort yeah. of thing. And that business boot camp, that was the first real business training that I had where I was, um, 
you know, with other contractors. And, and so there was a networking piece to it too. First experience I ever had in that. And I had to do it alone and it was scary and it was a little intimidating, but still it's, you know, you have to be committed to, to your vision and what you want. And when you're at rock bottom, you're going to do it. I can tell you that. (laughs) Um, But that's one of the, it's, it's one of the best investments we ever made. That's awesome. Hey, tell us, um, uh, about one of your biggest challenges over the years. So, Cause we, we all know, and you just mentioned that, you know, business success doesn't happen in isolation. So what's a challenge you faced and maybe a fellow business owner who came alongside of you and helped you through it? Yeah. So um, the very first conference we ever went to, um, that was actually in 2016. Okay. So we had joined an organization. It's called um, ACA. Air Conditioning Contractors of America, and they are, they're a wonderful organization. i had actually never heard of them. I had a financial advisor in my BNI networking group tell me that I needed to join ACA. I was like, I don't even know what that is. Okay. <laughs> so we joined them again. It was kind of the same thing as this first business class. It's like, I told Charles, I was like, we're going to this conference. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he was like, we are not going to this conference. Number one, we can't afford it. Number two, we can't be away from the business because he was running calls. He was doing all the sure. you know, quotes. He was installing, he was doing everything. And so I was like, no, we're going. So we get there. And the the first night we were there, so it's the night before the conference starts, we get a call from one of our two lead installers and he quits. And he went to um, he went to work for a contractor who we did a lot of work with. Mm-hmm. And so we felt like, like I could still lean forward and you could pull the knife out of my back. Like that's how <laughs> we felt, right? Yeah. And so we had a lot of challenges like that. We had a lot of challenges with turnover. We had, um, I'll never forget, we had another um, employee once who missed every other Monday. Like every other Monday he called in and we he was an installer. He did great work, but he, every other Monday he called mm-hmm. in. And so finally we said like, if you can't be here you can't be here sort of thing. Right. And his comment back to me was, you can't afford to get rid of me. I'm your best installer. (laughs) And so it's that challenge of like, he's right. Like we, what are we going to do if we don't have him? But on the other sense, we can't just have people just showing up whenever they want to, when we've got jobs scheduled. Right. So those, the people aspect of it had been a huge challenge for us in that first 11, 12 years. Um, It's not anymore, which is amazing. (laughs) But going back to the the conference that we were at and who helped us along with that. So fast forward, it's that night. We're really upset, right? Really, Mm -hmm. really upset. Um, This contractor that we had worked with, we had been out to dinner with him and his wife. So we also considered them friends. And so we truly felt betrayed. Yeah. And so the next day we go to our sessions at the conference and I happened to go to the session on company culture. Mm. And I'm not proud of this. Okay. So let me just, pr- there's fine print. I'm not, <laughs> but I sit in the session. I'm in the front row. Travis is in a different session. And I raise my hand at the end of it. And I was like, I actually used a, a bad word. So I'm not going to repeat that here. But I was like, I call bull on all of this. Like I, we've tried this. We, we get donuts at breakfast and we do this and we do that. And I still like, I just had somebody quit last night. Cause as soon as we, and I just, I just <laughs> word vomited. Not my finest moments, okay? <laughs> However, I don't regret it because now I did later apologize to the presenter. He was awesome. He handled it completely well. He answered like he he was a superstar. Yeah. I had so many people come up to me afterwards and say, We've been there. We mm-hmm. totally get it. 
have dinner with us tonight. Hey, look for uh, us, you know, at this event tonight. I want to talk to you. I had somebody give me the book E-Myth. I had somebody give me the book Traction. And they said, read this. This is going to help you. And then Travis had people go up to him and he was like, hey, I think your wife's having a meltdown. <laughs> in there. Uh, she's like having a nervous breakdown. But he was like, then people went up to Travis and started talking to him. And literally, like, you could just feel... I remember, I remember that moment thinking, oh my gosh, these people know how we feel because we get a ton of support from our families and from our friends, but they don't truly understand right, because they the haven't same. been through it. And so that it was our first time where we'd ever been with people that had literally been through the exact same things that we had. And we felt so much support and so much love. Um, that's when, that was probably the moment that I realized we need this in our lives all the time. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Is, isn't it interesting that, you know, the, the phrase that misery likes comfort, right, is <laughs> so true that when we surround ourselves with other business owners who get it, right, who have been through the trenches and, right, and have the highs and lows, it's it's just comforting because yeah, someone else can say, yeah, I've been there too and I've gotten through it, so so will you. It's like, oh my goodness, finally, somebody gets me. <laughs> you know, somebody, I've had a number of people say to me before, I was like, man, we're just, I feel like we're going through hard times. And they're like, oh, it's growing pains. And I told Travis, I was like, if I hear growing pains one more time, I'm going to lose it right? yeah. because I don't know. I don't have anybody that can help me figure out these growing yes. pains. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. you know, it's really, it's really hard when you, when you have people that'll comfort you with words, which is yeah. wonderful. But then when you have people that can really help you like navigate the steps to make your way through it, Yes. It's a different ballgame. Yes. Perturbation is a term that we use for that. It's it's that uncomfortable, you know, stressful, overwhelming feeling of of when we're growing, right? It's we're outside yeah. of our comfort zone. We we hate it. But if we if we hang in there, right, we hit the next breakthrough, right? The next growth okay. spurt in yeah. with ourselves as well as the business. And so the goal. Yeah should be that it's how quickly can we get to that next uncomfortable moment because that's the continued growth and development. So congratulations on finding that community. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Renee, if I put you on the spot here and asked you to pick three people that um, who've been part of your business journey uh, that have helped you the most and that you're most grateful for in terms of their, their contribution to the, your business growth, who are those three people and how they help you? Oh my goodness. Okay. So, you know, I think I'm going to start, um, very close to home in our office, um, right now. So Gretchen, um, in our office. So many, 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 many of our, um, clients know Gretchen. They've talked to her. Um, they've seen her over the years and all this good stuff, but she, um, she is now our finance manager. So she started with us, um, almost 10 years ago, mm. believe it or not. And so she was, she's the only person that went through every part of our transition. <laughs> and so, and she also knew like the old Renee and Travis versus the new <laughs> Renee and Travis. <laughs> um, and it, it, we're, you know, we are night and day different people, but she, oh, she is a piece of me. She's a piece of me. And so she's that person. She and I are so opposite. Um, we're, I'm big on disc profiles. And so if you would look at our disc profiles, like my D is a 99. Uh -huh. And my S is very, very low. It's like a two or something. Her S is a 99 and her <laughs> T is like a two, right? Yeah. So Gretchen is that person in my life that um, 
sometimes it takes a lot for somebody to kind of get my attention on like, Hey, I need you to like, slow down yeah. and listen and hear me. Right. Yes. So yes. <laughs> if Gretchen says to me, like, if she says to me, Renee, you're not hearing me, then I know that it's time to like, put my stuff down and mm. sit down and like, talk to me yeah, what's going awesome. on. You know what I mean? And so she's, she's stability. She's, um, she's growth. She's been through a lot of changes and a lot of growth, um, with us. And even like when we started the business and we were working on like office depot invoices and, <laughs> you know, Excel spreadsheets, and then we transitioned to a software. I mean, that, that sort of thing, like in a business is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, she is so dedicated and she's, she has the initiative and she has the drive and she loves people. She loves yeah. people. And so the way that she cares about people that are on our team and our clients and everybody, like she is, she's my number one. She's mm. my number one. Um, also in our company, I will say Mark and Travis, who we have another Travis, who um, they have also been with us for a very, very long time and Dylan on our install side. So those three have, um, they came on with us either during that transition or very shortly after. And all three of them are approaching, they're at that like, eight, nine years with yeah. us as well. And so they also have seen Travis and I, and they've called us out sometimes too on, I remember Mark, like Mark has a, he has a disc profile very similar to mine. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so he, there's been times where he'd be like, man, I don't feel like you handled that very well. And so, and I appreciate that because I need that in my life to you have sure? somebody who will hold me accountable in those ways. Mm -hmm. And so I would say collectively, like they're, they're, they're one for me. Um, <laughs> another one I would say, and so when we think about people, so going back to that organization, ACA, that I mentioned, we have what we call a mixed group in there. And in that mixed group um, are other contractors. And so, and they're in other states. And so, you know, I can list the names, Dan and Tony and Kip and Terry, and like I can list all the names, right? But really collectively, that small group, like, that's my number two. And then my number three, I guess I just say no particular order. So, um, <laughs> but we have another, we have another group and another organization of contractors too, who it's a very small group. And so those are our go-to people. Like when we have something to celebrate, they're, they're the first people that know about it. When we have a really hard challenge, they're the first people that know about it because mm -hmm. we reach out to them and it could be by Travis actually sent a message this morning. So we did a, um, like eggs and chorizo and bacon and everything for breakfast this morning because our team won a national customer service award and oh, we were fantastic. so excited and we were celebrating them and so travis was there at 6 a.m this morning and at 6 a.m my text went off and it was to our mixed group and said like hey grilling out this morning and like boom 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 all the responses kind of celebrating that moment, right <laughs> didn't matter that it was 6 a.m and technically 5 a.m in texas <laughs> so in tennessee um but you know those groups of people to have your people that can mentor you and that can call you out when you need to be called out and hold you accountable when you when you need to be held accountable. You know, hey, Renee, you told me, you know, and in January that one of your goals this year was, you know, X, where are you with that? Yeah. And then, oh, I actually forgot about that, <laughs> that I mentioned, right? And so that it's those people that keep us on track, keep us moving forward. Um, they cry with us, they celebrate with us, all of the things. And it's, it, it's just, it's invaluable to have those people in our lives. Fantastic. Hey, as you think about the next three to five years, mm -hmm. um, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you're going to face in reaching your goals? And who are the types of people you're going to need to overcome those challenges? 
Okay. Yeah. So I would say, you know, in our industry, so I'm going to be very industry specific right now. Um, it's easy to use the weather as an excuse, mm. right? So, oh, well, we didn't, you know, business-wise, we didn't have a very good summer because it was mild, okay? And so we did have a very mild summer, but we refuse to use that as an excuse, right? And so no matter how mild the summer is, it still gets really humid in people's homes, right? Yes. Or no matter how mild the summer is, if people don't change their filters, your ducts get really dirty and your your furnace system gets really dirty and all of these things happen, right? And so, you know, one of our biggest challenges, I think, is keeping those services in front of people. Mm. And so the type of people that we need, I tell people when we interview people all the time, it's like, um, we're not looking for seat fillers, right? And so, um, you know, quite honestly, I had a, a resume that came through yesterday. And one of the questions, how many jobs have you had in the last five years? The answer was 10. Oh. I can already tell you, you're not going to be a good fit with our team, yeah. right? We're looking for people who want to grow with the company, who want to be a team player. We have five core values that we live by and we want people to be, you know, in with that. We want to have relationships. When we go, we're going to have our, we're having our annual bowling tournament in November with our company. And so we <laughs> want that fun, you know, rivalry that we have between install and service that day and whatever. And so, you know, we want people who, you know, we're not, we're not going in your house to sell you something that you don't need or, or to, you know, I don't know that you see all the time on the news where they'll set up like a, a hidden cam and they'll show like, is that technician being like you know <laughs> real or not? And so there's no lot, there's none of that stuff. And so, but what do we need? You know, what do we need to make your home more comfortable? What do we need to make your home more efficient? What do we need to save money on utility bills? Mm. What do we need so that the baby's room isn't 10 degrees colder than the rest of the house sort of thing. And right. so really looking for people who like to, you know, offer those things and talk to people about those things and provide education and things like that. And so, you know, I would say as, you know, the economy has definitely shifted, you know, in the past year, even over the past few years before that. And so really learning to navigate that, not use economy as an excuse or weather as an excuse. And, and you know, all businesses are feeling a little bit different right now as far as the amount of work that you have and things like that compared to prior years. And so that I think is going to be one of our biggest challenges going forward is how do we not make excuses for that and we continue to to grow and improve. Wonderful. Um, I love the 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 whole mentality of you know employees for life or at least for a long time versus you know just the in and out because it makes a huge difference in terms of, you know, building that culture, as you already mentioned earlier, and right, having people that love coming to work and right, mm -hmm. it's part of their life as opposed to just working for a paycheck. So congratulations on that significant change over the last few years. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's made, oh my gosh, in, in everybody's happiness. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's really made a difference. We don't have, you know, the a, the difficult thing about our industry is we're not centered in, in a building or a location. Like we have people all across the city all day, right? And so if we have one person that calls in, their five calls for that day, what are we gonna do with them, right? right? So that means that either somebody that's without cooling or without heating is either gonna be inconvenienced more or other people are gonna be working later to try to take these other calls, right? right. And so yeah. when you do have attendance problems or reliability problems or things like that, it really, really affects a lot of other people. And so, you know, our team understands that and they appreciate that. Now that's not to say that, you know, 
life happens, right? And very much like, you know, life happens, family first. We do want to work life balance. We want all of these things. We don't want anybody to work the number of hours that Travis and I work in this Um, And so there, there is that give and take with that. And how can we help people meet their goals? And, you know, one of, um, we set bucket list goals and we set personal goals and professional goals. And, you know, one of the bucket list goals for for somebody on our team is to go to Dubai. They want to visit Dubai. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Well, what does that take? Well, you're going to need at least two weeks, right? You can't fly all the way across the world and only yeah. spend, you know, four days there. And so, you know, how long are you going to need and how are we going to budget for that? And how are you going to get there? And did, what's that look like with family life? And that's what it excites us that's cool. to see other people meet those yeah. goals too. Last question. Um, yeah. Jim Rohn said that we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So um, as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for business owners who feel like they should be doing it on their own? You can't do it on your own, number one. So let's just stop it. If that is the mentality you have, stop it. <laughs> you can't do it on your own. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I truly believe in that 110%. I think that is so true. Um, we were talking, I was talking to our team this morning. It was like, does anybody know anybody that always has a dark cloud above their head? You know what I mean? Like everybody knows that person. You need to find new friends mm. or you need to separate yourself from that. You need to whatever. And so, you know, you really look at it as in like being with people who have shared values, shared ethics, um, people who are driven or, or who celebrate success, right? Success is not a bad thing and success is different to everybody. So success to one person may be sending their kids to college. Success to another person may be traveling somewhere. Success to another person may be able to support their parents at a certain age. I mean, it's different for everybody. And so, you know, finding people who don't have judgment if you meet a goal or finding people who can celebrate those things that's what helps take you to the next level and seeing people. That's why I was like, I want to be the dumbest person in the room, right? Because I want to be learning from all of these people. I don't, you know, I don't want to be in a room. Do I want to help other people? I absolutely do. But I want to learn as well. And I can't if, if, you know, if I know everything, right, if I know everything and I have, if I have that mentality, I can't. And so I think as business owners, we have to be open-minded that it doesn't matter that we've been in the business for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years or whatever it's been. It doesn't matter if we've seen our parents in it. Things are always changing. There's always new perspectives on things and we have to be open to those. And some we may agree with, some we may not agree with, some may work in our business, some we don't think they will. But there's been a number of times where, you know, somebody's had an idea and Travis and I initially be like, oh, that'll never work. (laughs) And then we think about it, we're like, that's not, a, I actually, okay. So a friend of mine, this is just yesterday. She was saying, so I was saying that, um, our office. So the people in our office, they don't have, they don't get a lot of like technical training, right? So they don't have the technical training that our technicians do, for example. Sure. And so she was like, why don't you do like a lunch and learn sometime? And I was like, my first thought was, oh, that'll never work because our technicians are always out. It's hard to get everybody back at the same time for lunch. Right. But then I started thinking about that and I was like, how cool would that be if we had a lunch and learn maybe once a month and it was one technician who came in and taught mm-hmm. something kind of on that side. And that was from like, that was my best friend who she is not in the industry. She's in like a completely different industry, you know? <laughs> and, but to, I think it's that reminder that like, you have to have an open mind, right? You have to have an open mind. And when you surround yourself with people who have ideas and and who share and collaborate and all of that stuff, you're only going to grow and you're only going to get better. Yeah. 
I love it. We uh, we introduce a term, isn't that interesting? So instead of saying, I know, or that won't work, it's like, isn't that interesting? I, I like that. That, it, that forces you to think about it. Yes. It keeps yeah. your, your mind open to the possibilities versus if we shoot it down right away, our subconscious, you know, pushes it out of our, of our mind and we don't get to noodle on it. But if we keep that open mind, you know, while we're sleeping, our subconscious is still thinking about the possibilities of how might that work? Well, and then you do see it work for like another company. And, you know, we hear, you hear all the time. I know we hear it in our industry and I know, I'm sure you hear this all the time too. Well, that would never work in my business. Mm. No, it will. <laughs> it's just yeah. that, or it could, right? Yes. It could, Yes. but it really, it comes down to, you know, most of the, the challenges that we had, you know, it really started with Travis and myself, right? We, we, we weren't the business owners that we needed to be. We weren't the leaders that we needed to be. We didn't have the skill sets that we needed to be. We didn't have the open mind that we needed to have. And those are things that we've learned. And, you know, it's not been an overnight change. I'll tell you, that. And there's, you know, there's some times where, you know, something happened and I'm, you know, I feel myself because I'm, I'm quick sometimes. Uh -huh. I'm like, very that's your D, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's my D. That's my D. And so I have to purposely like step back and say, okay, like give it a minute. Give it a minute. Mm -hmm. And it can be something good, good or bad, right? It's, it's not just bad things. It, it can be good too. It's like just yep. give it a minute. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the story um, earlier about having to slow down because for a D like you, there's there might be a thousand steps, but to you, it's one. Right. And it's oh, yeah. obvious, like you just do that. Right. And <laughs> yes. to the rest of the team, it's like, okay, there's a thousand steps that need to happen in here. And I don't even know how to do step one. <laughs> right. 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 And that's, I think that's the thing of being a good leader too, is not, and this is why this became so important to me. It's not only understanding myself and how I operate and how I communicate, but it's really understanding other people. And so because I'll go back to Gretchen for a minute because she is so opposite of me, right? If I would go in with a, a serious conversation or a big change or something like that, she might cry. Yep. And then I'd be like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? Yeah. What, like, what's wrong? <laughs> what happened here? And she's like, you know what I mean? And it's just a lot for her to process. And so I know that. Yes. And I know that it's just like she knows about me. Like she could come to me with something that she feels like is uber sensitive and kind of emotional. And I'm naturally I'm you, you have no emotion so it doesn't I'm a little detached I'll say that yes my heart I, you could knock on it I think <laughs> and so you know she knows that like saying like oh my gosh this happened it's probably not going to get through to me right away but so she knows what to say and she's learned my yeah. style to know what That's gets awesome. my attention That's you know? fantastic. yeah so I think it's being open to accept that and and learn some things about yourself and other people too Renee, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people who have helped you along your journey. If oh. they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? Oh my gosh. I would just say, thank you. I just, I cannot even put into words. I say so many times the, the changes that have happened in our business, in our lives, in the last five or six years, it has changed our lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our kind of rock bottom that I talked about, I was starting to have people say to me, Travis is going to die early. Like people would say that and it almost to like blaming me for the long hours that he was working. I mean, the bags under his eyes, you could put groceries oh. in, they were so big. And he just, he was just, run, he was, he was run down. Yeah. Um, and it, it showed, it showed on him physically and people were starting to say, and then I started thinking like, oh my gosh, like, okay. And this is, this is my, like, this is my knock on my heart. Right. I was like, 
oh my gosh, if he dies and leaves me with all of this mess by myself, like I am going to be so mad at him forever. <laughs> no, but you know, in, in all truthfulness, you know, that was one of those moments where it was like, oh my, what are we doing? Mm. We're working ourselves into the ground, into the grave, literally. I mean, people are, are, are telling me he's going to die early. And so that was a, that was a major stopping point for us on like, okay, this either we make a change or we're done. Yeah. And when I say like to everybody who has supported us and been along our sides, our team, our fellow contractor, everybody, um, I can only say thank you. And you'll truly have no idea how much this has changed our lives. It's changed our mindsets. It's changed just everything um, for the positive. So I can only say thank you. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing. Renee, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you today. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, pr I appreciate it. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread the movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join us, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.